0: You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that today's episode is encouraging for you. We are going to be talking about the word of the Lord, about our obedience to God's voice. On Sunday when we gathered, uh, we read from Jeremiah chapter 20 in our worship service. We kicked this week off on the first day of the week by thinking about what it is to be obedient to God's Word, uh, even when it's difficult. You can go back and listen to the sermon if you want to, either on the other podcast or uh, you can watch it on live stream if you'd like. But today, our devotion actually was born in our Tuesday morning Bible study. So a lot of folks in our church know this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But on Tuesday mornings, we have a Bible study at 10 o'clock. It's mostly for adults, but we've got some other friends in there who are homeschooled or who have the opportunity to be um, away at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. So we have a fantastic Bible study in the church library on Tuesday mornings at 10. And we've been reading through Lamentations and Jeremiah some lately. And our, our Bible study this morning, man, it just, it, it just impacted me as I read it together with some believers that I love and listen to some of their comments and we just thought about the passage together, I thought, man, I want to share this with everybody. So I hope that you're blessed today in what you hear. In Jeremiah chapter 36, um, the Lord puts it in Jeremiah's heart that he should get his friend Baruch, a scribe who works with him to write down all the sermons that God had given him since the reign of a king that he named Josiah. And so, Jeremiah dictated, and Baruch wrote them down, and the goal uh, was that people would hear and turn from their ways. So, for example, in Jeremiah chapter 36, verse 3, perhaps when the people of Judah hear about every disaster I plan to inflict on them, they will each turn from their wicked ways, Uh, then I'll forgive their wickedness and, and their sin. And so, Jeremiah does that. He dictates the sermons that God's placed in his heart, and Baruch writes them down on a great scroll And Jeremiah apparently has been exiled from the temple. He says, I can't go to the temple anymore. Baruch, you go and you read this. So he does. Baruch goes. He finds a place. He begins to read. Um, so people hear it, they become concerned, and so they go into the to the palace, and they they go to the secretary's room, and they get officials, and everybody gathers, and they they listen in private to Baruch read the scroll, and some of the officials um, of Judah become convicted by what they hear, and they think, man, you know, the king needs to hear this, uh, but they also realize that there's a chance he won't respond super well, so literally. They tell Baruch, okay, we're going to take the scroll to the king, but you and Jeremiah, you guys need to go hide. So Jeremiah and Baruch go into hiding, and these officials take the scroll to the king, and that's where I want to pick up with today's devotion. So I want you to hear this. Verse 20. After they put the scroll in the room of El Shama, the secretary, they went to the king in the courtyard and reported everything to him. The king sent Jehudai to get the scroll, and Jehudai brought it from the room of El the secretary, and read it to the king and all of the officials standing beside him. So I want you to have the scene in your head. Uh, so now the king and his officials are gathered around to hear the word. It's cold. It's the winter. The text is about to tell us this. They've got a fire going, and they're gathered in this room to hear the words from this sacred scroll that Jeremiah dictated and Baruch wrote down. It was the ninth month and the king was sitting in the winter apartment with a fire burning in the fire pot in front of him. Whenever Jehudi had read three or four columns of the scroll, the king cut them off with the scribe's knife and threw them into the fire pot until the entire scroll was burned up. The king and all his attendants who heard all these words showed no fear. Nor did they tear their clothes. So, this scroll could have been particularly long, and every scroll was made fairly similarly. This is what you could imagine. Imagine a, a square or a rectangle piece of leather that has been very carefully prepared and fashioned, and then you lay beside it another piece of leather that's also been very carefully prepared in a process that would take weeks. The two are stitched together until finally one after the other after the other after the other, you have enough of these squares of leather to make a long scroll that would contain the words that were necessary. So then Baruch would have very carefully prepared ink, and he would have begun on the right-hand side, writing from the right to the left. That's how the Hebrews did. And he would have written on each of those squares, columns of text. And so every time he finished, they finished reading a couple of these columns on the scroll to the king, instead of repenting, instead of obeying God's voice, instead of humbling himself, instead of even asking questions about, well, what should I do, when one... When one of, these, one of these columns was read, or three of these columns were read, the king, in arrogant defiance, would take out a scribe's knife, he would cut that part of the scroll off, and he would throw it into the fire, as if the word of God, through Jeremiah and Baruch, was useless to him, except that it might keep him warm if it was burned. Now, I want us to slow down for a minute and think about this arrogance. So as the king is burning the scroll. He's demonstrating to us like this gross disregard for how precious God's word is or even the fact that we should obey it. Now, where did this get the people? So if you've ever read Jeremiah or Lamentations or if you just know the history of Israel, you know exactly where this got the people. Uh, The king's obstinance, his resistance to repentance, like his refusal to try to obey God's word, Uh, led to the destruction of the people. God raised up the Babylonians. God stopped protecting uh, Jerusalem. And God brought discipline and punishment on the people. But it didn't have to happen. Except that the king refused to yield. And I just want you and I to think about this for a moment. So while we watch the king carefully cutting off one piece of the scroll, throw it in the fire, cutting off another piece and throw it in the fire. I wonder if maybe you and I are accidentally guilty in the same way that the king was somewhat guilty. I wonder if maybe you and I, if we aren't careful if we find ourselves in moments where we're disregarding the Lord's word. Now, okay, probably none of us are so arrogant that we're going to read a page of the Bible and say, I refuse to do that. Take out a knife, cut it from our Bible, wad it up and throw it in the fire. Nobody's going to do that. But I think we're fooling ourselves if we think that we aren't showing ourselves guilty the same way the king was. So let's let's think about this for a minute. What are some of the things that the Lord says in the Scripture that you and I may be refusing to do? Are there things that God has taught us about sexual integrity, about our words and building others up, about pride, about arrogance, about greed, about anger, about forgiveness, about putting the kingdom first, so are there, are there words in Scripture that God has given us that we refuse to listen to? Maybe the Lord has told us to care for widows and orphans, and we refuse to do that. Maybe God has told us not to start quarrels and arguments, but we refuse to do that. It's almost as if you and I are flipping through the pages of our Bible, and we're just cutting out the pages we disagree with and tossing them in the fire with just as much guilt as King Jehoiakim. So as we think about the podcast and our faithfulness today to the Lord, here's what I want to say. I honestly believe that most of us listening to the podcast, we want to walk with Jesus. We want to love the Lord. We want to serve the Lord. We don't w- we don't want to be that king. Like we don't want to be Jehoiakim throwing God's word in the fire. That's not where our heart is. And so what I hope we do with today's podcast is this. I hope today in the podcast we look at Jehoiakim's arrogance and we remind ourselves that I don't want to be that person. And so I'm going to put my knife away and I will never cut another page out of my Bible. Okay, that's a metaphor. What we really are saying is I am going to obey God's word. Like when I read something in the scripture that's hard for me, instead of turning my back or explaining it away or making excuses or just saying, oh, that's a different culture, I will obey the principles that God teaches me in his word. And so I just want to ask our church family and the friends around our community today as we're listening, listen, have you been guilty? I know that I have of finding things in the scripture that you just did not obey. Because if you have, like I did, then you're as guilty as Jehoiakim. And so I just want to ask all of us, if we've been there, and we have, Let's just repent. Let's just ask God to forgive us and heal us of that. And from this day forward, when we read it in the scripture, let's ask God for the strength to live it out. And let's begin a journey of obeying God's word. Church family, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope that Jeremiah chapter 36 has offered some truth that might be useful to you in your journey with Jesus. Be a great witness today. Love the Lord and love your neighbor. I can't wait to see you tonight. If you're listening on schedule, it's Wednesday, so I should see you at church tonight in RAs, in GAs, in youth ministry, maybe in the church fellowship hall over supper. I hope that you have a great time in your discipleship groups. I can't wait to see you. God bless you, church family.